Let's go. They said, hold your roll, yeah, boy, this ain't your show. Stick to the mold, you gotta dumb down the flow. That's when they got bold and told me I should take it slow. I said, I don't think so, this the shit they waiting for. This is such a beautiful vibe today. The sun is out. I can smell the fresh air. It feels so, so good. I'm just vibing out. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Ugh. That's weed. I'm going to stop it right there. Welcome to the Warren Team Podcast. My name is Warren S.L. Burke. What's popping? What's good? How you doing? What's happening? Yes, it's happening. What's good? Y'all came to here. Yes. We're not live right now because if we were, I'd be hyping you the fuck up. You, 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 you over there. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today is a beautiful, amazing day. Let's smell the air. Oh, hold it in a little bit and let that shit out. (sighs) Now I did it and I want you to do it with me this time. We're going to take a deep breath. Three seconds in through the nose. (sighs) Oh, shit. Hold that shit. Hold it. Hold it and let that shit out. (sighs) Yeah. We're aware. We're here. We're feeling it. We're feeling the vibes. I am so happy for you all to be joining me today because there's some shit on my chest, not not real shit, but just things that I want to talk about on my chest, hairs, yeah. Well, for this to be the second episode, I I wanted to I want to let you guys know that I'm like trying weird shit out. I don't know if this is working. I don't know if it's not working. I'm going with the flow because I'm having the time of my life. Is this going to evolve and change? Yes. But for what it is right now, I'm loving it. I'm getting freaky with it. I'm putting some stank on it. You know why? Because I created this. I created this whole notion that I should be vulnerable. Not just this podcast, but this mindset that every single day I want you all to be evoked with such love and joy and light that is permeating out of this black body, baby. Boom! They call me dark, but you have no idea how much light is in here. Wow! Wow! No, I have not done any drugs. Guys, this is literally how I am, and I need the world to see this. Anyway, let me chill out. All right. So what's on my heart today? What's on the chest? What's the shit on your chest, Warren? What's the shit on your chest? Well, a young, wonderful person asked me a wonderful, wonderful question. A question I feel that you probably have been asked, that you are probably dealing with, that you during this quarantine time may have one time thought about. Warren, why are you single? (gasps) Why are you single? What? 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 Why am I single? I'll tell you why I'm single. But before I tell you why I'm single, Can we break down what relationships are? Relationships. 
where two individual people decide to come together and be like, okay, you're cool. I think, I mean, I think, I think, okay, let's, you know, let's go on a date, right? Let's go on a date. Then once we go on a date, what do we do? We have another date and then other dates. And then guess what time it is? It's time for the talk, talk, talk. Yeah, we have that talk. Once we have that talk, we're basically saying, hey, I want to let you know I'm not going to bone anybody. And I hope you don't do the same thing. Is that cool? At the bare minimum, bare minimum. Just don't don't put don't put your thing in somebody else because like I like you and I want your thing in me and only me. And that's cool. That's fine. Hey, it's platonic. If you're there from there, where do we go? We're like, hey, working out. Let me propose. Then let me get married and then let me have kids. Right. That seems to be this like freaking timeline of what we've decided dating and relationships should be. That kids, kids, that's the end goal. That's the finish line. When I, (laughs) this is so true. This is really what I be thinking. Like when I meet somebody, the, the end goal, the GPS coordinates I'm going to be put in my thing are, oh, do you want to have kids with me? (laughs) Not am I into you, but like, can you produce at a mass level? I don't know. That's what just goes through my brain sometimes. But essentially, we really just genuinely want that connection for why? Because companionship is valued in our society. We also know that being alone isn't, you know, we, we being alone is great, but also, you know, we have a lot to give. No different than me saying that I, I want every single person to be evoked with all this stuff in my body. So needless to say, I answered them and said this. I'm choosing to be single. Being single for me is a choice, right? I'm choosing it. And I can't help but to think about my previous relationship. When I say that, I was in a great relationship. We were bomb.com. Me and this young lady, it was going well. It really was going well. However, 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 right? However, there's always a however. It's got to be a however. Anyway, however, quarantine hit. And it just, if you, let me tell you something. We were newly dating. We were about six months in. And then we're just like, ooh, ah, ah, ah. The quarantine just like turned up the heat of like, because when you think about it, what are the things that you have to rely upon when it comes to dating someone? Let's go out to the movies. Let's go to the beach. Let me take you out to eat. Let's go on to the park. All those things are closed now guys all those things here in los angeles they closed down so now warren being the creative i'm like well number one i'm saving money i'm saving money but hey there's neither here nor there the other thing was like oh but this is a way that i can get creative we both can get creative what is let's 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 do this thing you know what i did guys i made a jar right found this idea on pinterest because that's the type of man i am i'm I'm a Pinterest ass man. I went on Pinterest, found this idea. Get this. You get this. I got this mason jar, this whole mason jar, mason jar of popsicle sticks. And on these popsicle sticks, I wrote down different date ideas. But get this, guys. They weren't just random date ideas. They were date ideas specifically designed for indoor purposes. So that would be creating our own greeting cards. 
making our own pizza, taking a dice roll on what Netflix show to binge watch. Guys, when it comes to romance, I'm a motherfucking LeBron James dude, okay? It's my shit. I love it. It feels good. Feels good to give a love. Get a little love. Anyway, made all these things, right? Wanted to get creative and, you know, we were doing it and she liked it, but, you know, it started to fall off. And I don't know, it just, there was just this moment of like, ah, I don't feel like you're meeting me at the same giving level that I'm giving to you, but I'm not just giving to you to receive. However, I do feel drained in these moments when I am giving and I am not taking the necessary time to pour back into myself. Drop the motherfucking bomb right there. Boom. Because we were spending so much time around one another. We were quarantining together. She didn't really want to see anyone because her dad was, you know, he's a little bit ill. And the last thing we want to do is if I got, con you know, contaminated, she gets contaminated. She goes back to see him. He gets contaminated. And our minds are just filled with fear. And we just want to be cautious. So that's also thrown in the mix. And then one day, an unfortunate day, it was a Sunday night. I'll never forget. She gives me a call. She says, hey, I say, hey, I think we need to start talking about some of what we did today or what's going on. And I don't know, it was just silence. It was all this like stale, grieving cemetery silence. And she just straight up was like, you know, Warren, maybe it's time to just end this thing right now. It's like what? It's like yeah. It's like you don't, you're not into it. I'm not into it. It's like I'm not. <laughs> it's like no. And I agreed. And at first it was a, sh a little shock, like to hear. But then I noticed my actions after was like not wanting to pursue her anymore. So I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't into her. But at the time. This beautiful drug that when we get into new relationships that we're given this drug of, oh, this is a new interaction, this that new, you know, that new relationship energy. And I'm not just talking romantically, just a new person in your life, that new relationship energy. This person's great. I'm going to do this business with this person or I'm going to, you know, this person gonna be my best friend and kids, kids. It's always fucking kids, kids. Right. <laughs> and you just you're loving on them loving on them i want to say that this 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 drug this meth that we're feeling in our brain cells when we meet this great person that just like vibes with us connects with us we we easily attracted this person into our lives because these this i'm seeing so much of the greatness in myself in this person this this feeling that's going off in your brain this shit lasts for about what three months six months maybe even two years infatuation oh, oh i've never felt anything like this before this is the one oh my god yes 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 but we have to understand that these high levels of dopamine wear off at a certain period and we got to get real with ourselves of who we are and what we want and how we see ourselves because i'm giving a lot to you i'm seeing a lot in you and i'm i'm pouring through saying that 
Ugh. I'm giving you a lot. I'm throwing in heavy. I'm going. I'm giving you gallons. You don't deserve pints. You get gallons, girl. Gallons. But when you first introduce that to somebody and they're not ready, uh, 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 uh. so anyway, we broke up. That happened. But I even remember when I was with her, I said, yo, I'm going to keep it real. After you, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to be alone for a while. Because I really want to decipher what is happening within relationships that, one, I could be coming up short in in my own, you know, personal experience. Like, keep in mind, yes, I can say these women did X, Y, and Z. But it's one thing that all these Xs have in common, and that's Warren S.L. Burke. So, clearly, we got to talk to that guy and see what's going on. So Warren started dating himself. Yes. What the fuck does that mean? It sounds like some emo lonely shit. It's not. It is the most liberating uh, thing ever. Okay. It's so great. So great. Did this process before I met this lovely young lady uh, from my other relationship before. And uh, a lot has come up. I found myself in the middle of a Daniel Caesar concert at the Greek theater in Los Angeles, California, alone. Found myself in a cuddle sanctuary last year. A cuddle sanctuary last year. I'll say it one more time because you're still trying to process what I just said. Here I come. Cuddle sanctuary. Yes, Google it. It's a real thing. It's platonic cuddling. It's not a sex swinger spot, which is totally fine if it was, but it's not my vibe. It's delicious. Anyway, and that and going on walks by myself and going to the beach by myself and going out to eat by myself, not even because, oh, I can do this. I'm going out by myself. No, it's just because I fucking deserve it, period, point blank. Why do I feel comfortable giving this girl a massage, but I can't give myself a massage? Why do I feel comfortable showing up for these people and for their event, but they, I can't lean on them for that? Okay, so right now we're in a space where we just got to say, fuck everybody. That is what quarantine is. We've been placed alone, so we need to become the most Warren that we've ever been. And now, if you're listening to this, just put your name into wherever my name is, please. We're going to become, here, I'll say it with you. We're going to become the best in this 2020. Yes, we ain't got much time left. We're in the last quarter, baby. Fourth quarter just started, okay? Corona been beating our ass. Then she subbed in racism, like, which got even crazier. And then Corona came back in, all rested, and was like, oh, now to go even harder, okay? We're getting our asses kicked. But guess what? We're only going to beat this by going into who we are, remembering and, and not acknowledging all the greatness that is inside of us. We're not going to allow this fear to overcome us today. We can't. We can't, guys. We can't. I'm on fire right now. I feel it. I want to go back to these relationships. So now I'm out of a relationship. Now I'm, I'm in a relationship with myself. Now I'm dating myself. I'm, I'm feeling good with myself. Does this mean that my attraction for women has stopped? No. It's still there. Does this mean that the ladies have stopped coming into my stratosphere <laughs> actually yes they did they actually stopped for a very long time I had to cut off a lot of a lot of dryness that was happening which is good you know you got to cut off some toxic people and that's what I'm talking about specifically when it comes to relationships and while I'm alone I've gotten to take a heightened look 
at relationships in general. I'm talking everybody. I'm talking family. I'm talking friends. I'm talking business, uh, you know, agents, managers, whatever, actors, whatever, everybody, everybody. What is, how do I show up in relationships, period? One thing I'm noticing, I'll say this, is that I allow people to take advantage of me. Do I? I think I do. I really do. I really do. And it's not even the fact that I I feel like they're taking advantage of me. It's just the fact that I know I have the skills to give at that level. But see, this is the thing that I'm now coming across. Everybody does not deserve your energy. Everyone does not deserve that ability that you do so effortlessly for their greater purpose. That energy is required to a place that has a similar calling or a similar mission with what you are intending to live your life as, period. So I saw that with like some few friends, people I thought were best friends. I lost them over this quarantine time as well. I really did not think that. I really did not think I would not be their friends right now, but they've really, really gone away. And it hurts. A lot of people don't talk about that. A lot of people do not talk about the mourning of a friendship. It hurts. It really does. Like, it, I don't know if it hurts as much as like a girlfriend or whatever, but anything you place your time, energy, and, you know, all your money into, like, it's going to. It's going to hurt when you come up out of it. Sorry, I'm I'm just thinking about it right now for the first time. It's it's heavy. But we move on. And now we've created the void where the only types of people and friends that we want to have into our lives are going to be exactly with the requirements of how we feel. With the requirements of what we know that we deserve right now. And that's just where I'm at with it. That's just where I'm at. That is where I am at with it. Now, my mindset now is like open relationships. Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I don't know. I thought about it. There's an airplane going above me. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but they're open. Is it open relationships a thing? I thought about it. I thought about it with a young lady. We'll name her Jewel. Jewel is involved with a, a gentleman who is married, mind you, (laughs) and Jewel is the other woman. Jewel is totally comfortable in this role, but now Jewel has approached me, (laughs) me, and asking me if I am okay becoming a part of that entanglement. Hmm, wow. It's one of those things that just comes out of nowhere where when someone presents an opportunity to you that you've never thought about ever before in your life, you now have to hear these new types of rules, understanding that everyone has to agree. This is not swingers, but just is consensual uh, monogamy. I don't know. I don't know. You got to just expect you, you got to actually you have to have no expectations emotionally, physically. You got to just be cool with the fact that this person may be with somebody else at any other given time, but they'll be back. They'll be back. (laughs) 
man. And it was presented to me. And I was like, what? No. But then Warren's a wild guy. Warren's a wild guy. He's a crazy dude. He tasted the nectarine. <sighs> that damn nectarine. <sighs> screw that nectarine. No, I didn't screw. Well, you, it, 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 that's neither here nor there. The nectarine is no longer a part of the fruit basket is what I'm saying. And that is because Warren identified in himself that he is not an option. We're not second place, especially with all the money that we're investing in ourselves and the things in our mindsets of where we're going, how we're elevating. Why would I allow myself to externally now accept myself as an option when I am making and striving and trying and putting forth intention to be a priority? We've been second place. We've been in the backseat for far too long. I'd get to deserve to try on what it like, what it feels like to really wholly, truly be happy right now before the later down the line or when I get this or blah, blah, blah happens. No, I want to be happy right now. And if that I am identifying as something that does not make me happy, I got to own up on that. Anyway, nectarine gone, jewel gone, situation done. And that led me to now where I'm at right now. Warranty. Right here. Right in conclusion. Where we always end up. Right back with ourselves. So guys, if you've gotten anything from this, I want you all to know that if there's ever a time when you need to lean in on who the fuck you are, please do it. Please do it before you get into that next situation, that next relationship, that next opportunity. Take the intention right now. In fact, I'm going to give you an exercise. I want you tonight to write down three things, three things, three things that you want to get done before 2020 is over. Just three. One, two, three. In fact, let's do it together. Number one, let's just think about it. We're thinking about our, our career. We're thinking about the thing that we said we're going to do. Yeah, girl. Yes, that. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's number one. No, uh, uh, no, bro. That's number one. That's number one. Okay, cool. Number two. Let's think about personal. Yeah, personal. Sure. Let's go there. Let's go personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because ourself and we we're like, yes, this is it. Because me, because I, I said I, I get to be selfish. I get to. So that's what we're going to do. That's what I, I want to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. Okay, that's number two. We got number one. We got number two, because that feels good. Okay, number three, final. This is it. Think about externally, what it looks like. What does it smell like? You smell that? What is it? Okay. Can I touch it? Can I touch it? Do I want it? Does it want me? Three. Three. That's it. One, two, three. Think about it. Write it down. And I want you guys to literally write this mother freaker down, pen, paper, write it down. And we're just going to hold on to it for a solid 10 minutes and just sit with that and think about that in our hands because we have now produced it in a reality. We wrote it down on a piece of paper. Therefore, it is in the real world. It is not an idea. It's not swirling in our mind. It is in our hand and we demand it. We deserve it. We know it no different than we know our name. That we are going to have these things about ourselves with before 2020. Why? Because the next time I'm in any situation or any relationship or with 
any human being, I know that I identify and fully own who I am because of the intentions that I put forth. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We have an amazing episode. Talia Caldwell, former WNBA player, will be on. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things, maybe relationships, maybe not. Just tune in for an excellent ass time. We'll be right back. Warrantine is sponsored by Chicago French Press. Now, are you tired of adding loads of sugar and flavored creamers to your stale, bitter brews each morning? Well, I have found your solution. Freshly roasted organic coffee flavored with the natural ingredients like coconut shavings, cocoa, and pecans. Ooh, yummy. You can now brew gourmet coffee at home like chocolate blueberry, coconut cream, my fall favorites pumpkin spice latte <laughs> yep right now warranting listeners can receive 15 percent off your entire order with promo code warranting that's w-a-r-r-e-n-t-i-n-e on your next order right now that's right you go to chicagofrenchpress.com you are able to put in that warranting promo code you'll get 15 percent off the entire order visit chicagofrenchpress.com to learn more Guys, welcome back. I am so wonderfully over the moon, clearly, because I'm joined with one incredible woman, a woman who needs really no introduction. This woman hails as a Los Angeles native, is so amazing and has gone through the ranks to where she landed herself at Berkeley um, in Northern California, playing for that incredible team leading them in, in breaking a lot of different records there which we're going to talk to talk about in a little bit then uh, catapulting her into the WNBA yes ladies and gentlemen she is incredible a real pro thus uh, un- unfortunately having an injury and then her having time by herself to to really figure out what it is and who she is in the, in, in this quarantine time thus getting healed and then going overseas and playing in Russia um, and coming back to driving her her new career in writing which we are so loving with this her, her, her amazing blog which is five fist cultures excuse me five fist culture and uh she's so funny she's so wonderful we've been friends for a very long time ladies and gentlemen please let's give a round of applause for talia caldwell please yes can we please add in some um you know studio claps later yeah we're gonna do all that we're gonna do all that um thank, thanks so much for being on the podcast i really appreciate it thanks Warren. i'm so excited yeah. this is yes. so fun so fun yeah well you know the whole podcast it's called warranting podcast but don't get it confused with it being a nice little pun on my <laughs> name uh it's all basically just been about me um in this quarantine time i've been able to address a lot of different thoughts a lot of different things right and what I was noticing is that when I was talking to individual friends and family and others, including yourself, I was noticing that every single person had a different story, a different drive of, of what they're uncovering during this time. Uh, and, you know, for you to be you and for us to know each other as long as we have and the vibe that we usually cultivate, could not think of any other person to come on and, and really share a story, especially with that whole story about you being overseas once COVID hit and coming to now i mean like what's your life like right now currently today right how are you dealing i was in poland this season and Mm -hmm. uh i literally got back to america that last day of the travel the last day of when they of of the travel ban march 13th that was the last day uh people who were overseas could come back so 
it was like last minute the team did an amazing job about yeah. getting all of us americans like here your ticket get out immediately i mean we played a game on tuesday and by thursday i had a, a ticket in my inbox to go back home like i packed my life up you know i'm over there for eight to ten months out of the year so i had my life there we were still in season so like the nba remember how the nba like yes. they're doing yes. a tip off and then the ref came out was like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, 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 whoa. no, 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 yeah. That's how it was. We were like legitimately in the middle of like, you know, doop, doop. okay, we have to you gotta go. go. You gotta go. I gotta go. I tell my mom like, hey, I'll, I'll be home, you know, 13, 14 hours, you know, all of it. It was just so much. People were asking questions kind of like with all of us in quarantine, the pandemic, that none of us had answers to. And for almost five months now, the longest I've been in LA since I was in high school. And now I'm at so many different intersections doing things. You know, I have the Echo Park Fund going on. I'm finishing my pilot script and just trying to take myself mentally, physically, wow. emotionally. That's great. And I want to get to all, all that. But, you know, just to start off, like, what are some of the things that you've come up full face? I mean, you know, you are an athlete. You've mm -hmm. spent a majority of your life training as a full-fledged athlete, a pro athlete. Right. What is now the new direction, especially when COVID and quarantine and racism, <laughs> all the protests <laughs> and racism as, as a black woman, as a, a black, tall, you know, very vocal, strong woman who's not gonna, you know, allow the passive game right. to work on her. What is, have you, what have you come face to face with during this time alone? Well, thankfully, so I was, I, I'm an only child. I grew up an only child. And being overseas outside of your practices twice a day and traveling for games, mm -hmm. it's a lot of alone time. And dude, like literally in a foreign country, I'm usually not in, you know, the capital city. So I'm away from a lot of nightlife and things happening. So I spent a lot of time for the past seven years by myself. So for quarantine was not hard. It was my kind of my default when I'm overseas and really engage my spiritual life and reading, trying to better myself. The thing that was the hardest, um, I'm not much of a partier, you know, I like to be social and have one-on-one -on -one hangouts, but a lot of the, you know, big energy things I don't do. The hardest thing was the gym from, I mean, we were kind of like all the same from athletes to non-professional athletes where the gyms were closed, mm -hmm. <laughs> whether it was Staples Center or 24-hour right, fitness. Right. So I'm usually a treadmill runner, that was gone. I had to find new ways to work out. And recently I was like, wow, I've been running on cement for months. I need a new workout. So now I'm boxing. And because I need to work out me mentally in a way that I've been challenged as a professional. Right. So it's hard to find that. So now I'm, you know, back to abusing my body with boxing because I need that. You have such a, um, and for you to do that, that just speaks to your creative spirit, which I'm pretty sure you're allocating now into your writing. Yes. Right? And that's what I'm full-fledged in. You know, I have this, I have this insatiable need to try to fail. I have to try to fail, mm. you know, because I always tell people if I go into certain rooms and I'm the best person in that room, that room is trash. I need to go into rooms all the time where I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing. And you do what? And how do you do this? And I'm, I'm stealing knowledge, stealing expertise. And I need people to hold me accountable and to push me and say, you're not doing enough. You can do more. It's, it's the Michael Jordan chip on your shoulder. I have, I have the word chip oh, wow. on my shoulder. And oh, wow. I, it's these invisible boogeymen that I have that are always kind of telling me to just yeah. keep going, keep going. Yeah. Okay. You've got this. We'll get uncomfortable. Oh, you feel good about this? Try to fail at this. That's, and that's where I've been now with writing. Wow. So does like, are you saying 
because you know I, I'm, I'm a fan of saying this like your failures aren't really failures they're just lessons would you say that you just you've been given a lot of lessons you're throwing yourself in the school of right. pilot writing in the school of activism like you're going to figure it out you know on your own accord Right. I mean, it's not even about figuring it out. It's about practice plus practice. You have to see life like that. And there's never going to be a time where you're an expert in anything. If you are, there's a lot of hubris saying, I'm good. I'm done. I don't need to learn anymore. I need life to slap me in the face and say, have you thought about this? Think of nuances. Be more intentional. Listening, paying attention, because it curates your craft to be so specific, you know, and mastering. Wow, that's possible. That's powerful. I'm very curious. Have you always been like this? Was this ingrained in you? Uh, does this come from, you know, because during this, you know, as you've already been, you know, isolated with you traveling, playing ball overseas and stuff like that, with you sitting and understanding and being aware of your different nuances, have you gone to the origin story of why, you know, you're like this? You know, it's, um, you know, it's like nature versus nurture. It's always that, um, I think I've always been like this. It wasn't always articulated, especially when you're a child. You don't, you can't have these words. You don't, you don't, it's just how you are. Um, I've always seen people and been inspired. I'm a fan of life. I genuinely love people. Yeah. I love seeing people be great and do well. And so I can celebrate them. But that's how I started playing basketball. I was going to the playgrounds at like three, four years old and seeing the older kids play and being like, that's amazing. I want to do that. So I let life you know, inspire me. And uh, yeah, I think the origin story for my drive has always been my mom at a very young age showed me how the world worked, took me to Skid Row often, had me doing community service with her. I always knew that there was a lack in the world and that we were, we're all here together as a community of people to provide for right. each other, to right. be there. And so I've always been incensed and really irritated at the fact of there's a lack of equity in the world and there are people who don't have basic needs met. That has always pissed me off. And I learned when I was like nine years old, I said to myself, I'm going to do as much as I can to get enough resources to give resources away. Did I wow. say it in those words? Probably not. But I was, it was a day, my mom remembers it. She dropped me up at school and I sort of bawling, crying. And I just told her I had like watched like a Feed the Children infomercial the night before and it bothered me. So yes, at a young age, I was always bothered with injustice, with bullying, with people just not treating others right. Which is, and what, how old were you at that age? I was nine. nine. I was nine. nine. I remember that day. I remember that day. Wow. Yeah. And jump to 2020. If, if, please tell, please tell us all what, what's like the forefront, because I've been seeing you on Instagram, you're on right. Facebook, you are mm -hmm. promoting, I think, what is the true element of, uh, of, I won't say guerrilla marketing. You're, you're in the streets. Like you are really out this there making I, sure I'm, we are tackling really homelessness at a, at a high degree. This is my home. Like I tell people, I'm not a tourist. I'm born and raised in LA. Like, you know, I was born in Culver City. I went to school in Hancock Park, went to school in Eagle Rock. You know, my godmom lives in the Dons in Baldwin Hills. I grew up playing basketball in the jungles at Dorsey High School. My church is in Inglewood. I am this city in every part of my DNA. So this is family. And if anything, like I said, the Echo Park Fund, which you're referring to, which is my grassroots or our grassroots organization, where it's a simple idea of connecting people who have a few more resources with people who need a few more resources. It's really that simple. One plus one equals two. I have, you need, it's not that hard. Yeah. And it came organically of, I have been running at Echo Park Lake for the past few months because the gyms are closed. I'm running, I'm seeing these tent communities. I'm feeling like I'm a neighbor running in someone's house and not saying hi. 
and I'm old school black. You don't walk into someone's mm. house and not say hi. You're you going to come in here and say hello. Period. You know? <laughs> I don't understand people. If, how are you going to walk past a human and not say hi? Right. So for me, I felt like I was like in their living room because they live there, take up residence, and they deserve that. And, and, and this is in the Echo Park if you're you know, in, in LA. Echo Park Lake, right, right over like off Glendale Boulevard. You know, yes, which is also one of the number one places in LA that has really been hit by gentrification. Yeah, gentrification. I've seen that change, you know, Echo Park, Highland Park, Eagle Rock, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was just really grassroots. Of, I had uh, a bunch of extra medical masks. Yeah. That, and that was May 30th, and it was still really hard to find those supplies. Like, whether yeah. you had a million dollars or you had nothing, you could not find that. So, wait, time out real quick, because this is me knowing you now. This You right. decided to do this on May 30th. It wasn't a decision to do something. I went to the park with the intention to give away some extra masks for my houseless neighbors yeah and i spoke to people i said i said hey do you want any masks and they said yes and i saw this woman diana her whole setup she had a kitchen she does a pseudo living room yeah. she's helping people i said oh this this person is doing a lot and i say hey you <laughs> know what i run here i'm your neighbor yeah i go to the store every day you probably go to the store every day when i go to the store what could i bring for you mm -hmm. and she had immediate things that i would have never thought about that they needed specifically. And I said, it's done. So the next day with my own money, I bought something, not a ton, $30. I bought butane fuel, like she asked. Why butane fuel, Warren? Because if you live in a tent community, how do you cook your food? Cool. With portable camping stoves. Yeah. One can of butane only lasts for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. You got to go through that quick. And it's yeah. only two bucks. Went to Walmart, bought like a dozen of those. She also needed bleach to keep things clean. Needed ice. Why ice, Warren? Because it doesn't matter if in our own ego-led giving, we go drop off a slab of meat. How can you refrigerate it? It's going to go bad. The only way to refrigerate things is ice in coolers. And ice is about $6 a bag, and it's hard to carry, and it's hot, so it's going to melt. So if you're someone with a car and access, you should always be bringing ice to these people. And from there, it just built. I said, if I have a couple of dollars, I know I have friends like Warren who can give me 10 more dollars. Oh, absolutely. Friends, $20, $3, $5, $100. Organically, it was just like, here, Tyler, you're going to the store, pick this up for them. That's all it was. It was like when you ask your friends, I'm going to the store, do you want something? What is so cool is that this is what I was getting to. You decided to do this on May. Well, it was a calling on May 30th, but when's your birthday? May 25th, the day that uh, uh, George Floyd had a knee in his neck for eight minutes. That was my 29th birthday. That's how I spent my birthday. Whoa. Yeah. And then I went to the protest that happened on what May 30th, 29th, that weekend. And I was one of the ones, you know, who was stuck on Fairfax and Third because the protest was peaceful. As I, I can tell you on the ground, we were almost done with the protest and the police decided to block us in and put rubber bullets in our face and mm -hmm. tear gas. And that's when it got wild when they locked us all in for three hours. But I was incensed. I was angry. I was tired. My body was drained. And I said, I need to go decompress and see people I see every day. And I went to the park. And from there, we started a movement to take care of each other. Wow. Wow. That is absolutely beautiful. That yeah, is. It's been great. I just got to take a second of that. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for, for that vulnerability. What I'm, I'm, I'm hearing is that you are, even, even on a day of your, uh, of a day when you were born to celebrate it, to know that it can easily be diminished by the representation of how you're being seen in the media, how they're treating 
you know, men who look like you in the media from the police and, and for you then to say, I'm going to put myself to the side and use my voice, use my platform, use my, my givingness that was in sort of me when I was a child. Now, the now is the time. But it actually wasn't pushing me to the side because I know you said men, but it's women. When, oh, 100%. I have, you know what I'm saying? I have to center myself because you meant that with all well intention because no one else will center black women. You know, I have speak on it. Let's talk about it. I've been reeling over a Tatiana Jefferson since she was killed in what October, November. You know, I thought Tatiana Jefferson. You know, she was a right. She was she was a good black person, right? She was a pre med graduate of Xavier University. She was a nerd. She was in her home in Dallas playing video games with her eight year old nephew. Mm -hmm. Her door was cracked open because it's hot. The police decided to walk in there and shoot her before even knocking on the door and murdering her in front of her eight-year-old nephew. He's never gonna be okay. And then let's talk about how racism doesn't kill you once. So you kill now this eight-year-old child's dreams and innocence. And then her dad dies six weeks later. I don't care what the coroner report says. We know why he died. Oh, and then in February, March, her mom is dead. So one act, Tatiana Jefferson's family is now forever ruined, the legacy, is tarnished and we don't talk about it because we don't yeah. center black women. We don't think that black women bleed. We don't think that black women hurt. We don't think that black women are fearful. We don't think that black women have mental health issues, paranoia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We don't protect each other. So honestly, me doing what I'm doing is pure protection of myself because no one will protect me. So I have to talk about all black lives mattering and black mm-hmm. women lives mattering or trans black lives mattering because no one else will. Black women are always going to take care of ourselves first because no one else will. It's very interesting. Do you feel as though that like with the, with the WNBA, the NBA, even with the, the push that they're moving forward, do you feel as though that a shift is happening more so? Do you think that that is making as much as an impact as no different than you or, it's or making, do you think the two work hand in hand? It's making a huge impact. The NBA are doing real activism in terms of they're putting their livelihood on the line. Not one NBA player is putting their livelihood on the line. That's just to keep it a buck. You know, wearing a t-shirt and kneeling. These NBA players are walking out before the anthem. They are wearing t-shirts that are telling people to who to vote to, suggesting who to vote for because of their policies and going against uh, owners, their own owners of the teams for white supremacists and pissing them off. These women are speaking out uh, against issues regarding violence of trans bodies and LGBTQIA and are sacrificing the little money they have. You know, they are, they're, they're donating, you, you know, $10,000 from a $100,000, you know, salary. And NBA players are donating $10,000 from a $20 million salary. Like the WBA players right now are putting their entire livelihood on the line for a very fragile career that is not as secure as an NBA player. Wow. And so now in this new time of giving and how do you feel about playing now during this quarantine time? Now right. that the, we're used to being isolated, traveling, Right. we're back. We've got to sit here. We've got to feel what writing and, you know, right happily fall on our face when we're writing and right. definitely being the grassroots element of, for Echo Park. Do we want to go back and play ball? 
Right. You know, one thing at a time right now, I don't even know how the travel situation is going overseas. A lot right. of stuff, like it's not even about my desire. It's more about the safety, you know, because we are nowhere near, uh, you know, having a cure for COVID. And right now I'm just focusing on it's August, one thing at a time. I know I will not be going overseas this fall. It'll probably be closer to December. Like, um, you know, because it's just too soon right now. And I'm focused on finishing this pilot script because I'm a really good writer and this is going to be a really good script. So yeah, that's where I'm focused right now. One thing at a time, my task is finishing this script. That's we all I know. so <laughs> excited. I can't wait. Can we, can you give us a little, a little taste, a little uh, like, but I guess just getting your energy. I, I think we can, it's, it's going to give us some strength. It's going to give us some pain. It's going to give us some, a lot of joy, a lot of like, but like definitely you're gonna be conscious about it. I think it's honestly it's not. It's gonna be it's gonna be black female levity. These women can also not have to have a stance on anything. We don't yeah. have to have a stance. Black women don't have to believe anything. We don't have to die for a cause. We're not martyrs. It's gonna be a black girl existing. Yeah. Whether you like her choices or not, she's not she's not on uh, her uh 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 you know a Kanye platform. She, she's just out here figuring life out, fumbling left and right, pissing people off if she feels like it. If not, who knows? We don't have to have a cause. Is it an element of yourself? Do you feel like you felt that way during this time specifically? No, I don't. I don't unfortunately possess that. I have too many uh, causes uh, that I find too important, <laughs> even when they're not. Like, I just will die for any cause. Like, chicken yeah. nuggets. I'll stand on, you know, I will rant about anything I feel passionate about. Yeah. This character is not. She is, she is simply herself and living for herself as she should. I love that. Well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it and reading it, It'll, you know. So, you know, for all this, this is so great. You are incredible. Oh my God. Okay, so I got to ask everybody, you know, with it being quarantine, hmm. we're going to be, you know, this, like you said, back to normal is up ahead. So what do you, what do you think, have you given thought to post quarantine? Uh, not really, because I don't think post quarantine is going to happen until like 2022 because we're failing so bad at quarantine. Now we're, you know, we're nowhere near having anything be okay, you know, or like yeah. stable enough. So, you know, things will forever be changed. And I think a lot of good ways, you know, I think people are seeing that our government's playing the old okie doke on them, you know, when it comes to having living wages, you know, when it comes to why are our taxes not taking care of us now and people need it the most, you know? I think economically and socially we're seeing, you know, why is Jeff Bezos not paying taxes? You know, why is my landlord evil? Like there's, I think we're going to change the mindset of a lot of people, you know, who are understanding what this country's real intentions are and how it runs like a business um, and how they're making a lot of money off people suffering right now, so. But I can't even, I don't know, 2022, maybe we'll be okay, so. What, can, can, real quick, can you speak on your spiritual walk at all? Do you think this has an element of God or a, a deity or of any sort that is like leading you through all this? Oh, of course, God leads my every move. You know, I'm always just trying to be obedient to what God says, you know, even when I, there's many times there's things I don't want to do, but God is leading me and saying, this is where you need to be. This is where you need to grow. This is where you need to change. So to me, I just be chilling. There's many times I don't want to answer my phone. Half of the half of the park has my number and will text me, and I'm like, you know, and yeah. God's like, you know, either discernment saying, okay, no, take rest. You say it's okay to say no, or being like, you got to answer that call. So yeah, God's always told me to answer calls. I don't want to answer. I asked that. I answer. Yeah, the only reason I asked that is because I've been 
I've personally been struggling with that a little bit of just like, you know, not necessarily if God is like, you know, bad or, you know, hear me. I just, I, I'm, I'm just curious of like, what is, what is the creation? I, I want to tap into that creation element. You right. Know? We say God is the creator of all things. So what is that element to create if it's inside of me? No different than a mom right. births a daughter. That means right. she has the capability of being a mom. You know? Right. Later, you know, obviously well-developed, but later. And I wonder, do I have the capability of God? You know, especially during this time where I've got to sit here and just, can I create an entire world, an entire yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? With that same type of like spiritual element to it. Not like a cult, but like, yeah. but even, even a word like a cult, isn't that like, isn't that me just judging? Like, well, like what if God was like, ah, oh, this could probably be like a cult. If this is like, like human, the whole world. I don't want to be like yeah. over pretentious. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, it's, we're creating every day. Yeah. You're creating emotions, you're creating feelings, you're creating scenarios. Um, We create worlds for each other all the time. Some of us are impeding people's ability to live with our attitude and our action. So you're always creating. It's just depending on you creating something that's helping or harming. And we go back on both ends every day. There's many days we made someone's life really hard, really terrible. We created that. And so when you talk about even like the idea of a cult, the reason why there's a taboo word of a cult, because it's ego driven. Mm. If you want to create just people to follow you, that's the first problem. You need to create for self. You need to create discipline in yourself. You need to create better habits in yourself. You need to create love in yourself. It's not about other people. You know, if they're inspired, I always tell people, someone asked me, I gave a speech a couple months ago and they said, oh, so your intention for the speech is to, of the speech is to inspire. I said, no, I don't care about inspiring. I need to get myself together. Why are we so focused on inspiring others when we can't even simply stop causing harm to others? Worry mm-hmm. about leading yourself. That's real leadership is leading yourself yeah. and yeah. serving. Real leadership is serving, actually. You can't lead yourself. You can't lead yourself. You can't lead nobody. A lot of people, a lot of us, including myself, we can't lead ourselves to better. So don't even think about what you can do leading others beautiful that's beautiful mm-hmm. beautiful well i want to say first and foremost i am so grateful for you to just hop on here give me some of your time give me some of that love that strong talia energy i'm sorry i think i called you talia in the, in the beginning Did it's I all tell you why? let's uh let's uh in post-production um do something where you put talia yeah, definitely the reason why i told you this is because there's a Talia on the show on Family Reunion. I know, I know. You've told me several I times. just like, oh, my God, I did it again. And then I call her Talia, like, Warren, don't call. I was like, oh, my God, both of you guys. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't call the other one. I got to be specific. But that is my bad. I need to be specific. Uh, Talia Caldwell, uh, this wonderful, lovely human being. I am so blessed to call your friend. Thank you so much. Real quick, give the people your Instagram. Give us how we can donate to the Echo Park Fund. Give, please, give it to us all. Yes, first of all, you know, the really the real big thing that the fund needs is services. You know, there's I'm gonna let me let me have five minutes. So there's three things I always tell people. Well, I, I came from, you know, the 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 faith tradition, which is there's three things you can give, you know, mm-hmm. is your time. So let's say you don't have money, which is totally fine. Let's say you don't have particular, you know, expertise, but you are available. Mm-hmm. You can simply be available to sit with someone, to walk with someone, to do whatever that extends time. And time is the most valuable thing we have. So that's huge. Mm-hmm. The other T is your treasures. 
Some people, your bandwidth is spent. You have a lot going on at work. You have a family, whatever it might be. You're not really invested enough to be in the fight, but you do respect and appreciate those who are. So your job is just to write a check. That is important. You know, we all have roles and I don't judge anyone for their roles. So Mm -hmm. it might be your time, your treasure, and your last is your talent, you know? So let's say Warren, what you could give the most is acting classes to kids because that is what you're an expert in, you know, Mm -hmm. writing classes, improvising, whatever it may be. So there's three things. So we all have a role. So right now the fund, we don't need treasure. We don't need money. We need people's talents and time. So if you are a lawyer, if you are a tax person, if you are a social worker, if you have an empty apartment, if you own a construction company can give a job, we need employment, we need housing, and we need to help people get their stimulus check, their taxes together, their Medi-Cal to sign up for CalFresh. Those are services and time. So that's what I need right now from the fund. And they can contact you via Instagram or? Uh, Instagram, you can type in my name, Talia Caldwell. My at is simply numerical five, fifth culture. Numerical five, fifth culture. Great blog, Three. by the way. Please also check yeah, that out. Five, fifth culture, if you don't know. She went mini viral too, by the way, for her dope article. Yeah, come talk about it. Come on. I've gone big viral. I wrote uh, New York Times. Come on. Yes. I I wrote why the WNBA loved Kobe Bryant in the New York Times. Went to print and online. Ooh. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my Instagram. My Twitter is at esoteric Talia. At esoteric Talia. And if you don't know, people always ask why five fifths. Um, our educational our educational system is failing us. The three fifth compromise, which said every slave was three fifths, and they only did that to get more you know representation in, in the house. And the South was like, wait, we have all these slaves. If we consider them people instead of property, we can get more, you know, rights and taxation purposes. But we're not crazy. We can't consider a Negro a whole human. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do three-fifths. And that, is in, that was in our U.S. Constitution. So cool. now we are five-fifths amended. I'm five-fifths whole. And we're all five-fifths one. So I'm five-fifths. That's why everything I do is five-fifths. And... Yeah, Talia Caldwell, Google, everything will pop up. Read my work and on time. I don't know what it is. Google, I'm just saying it's right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Talia Caldwell. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're a radiant piece of light that I'm so blessed to have in my life. And I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. I love you. And amplify black women and trans black women and read black women, please. Facts. Wow. Yes. Thank you once again to the amazing writer, athlete, champion, not just on the court, but also for Echo Parks, Lakes, Houseless, my amazing, wonderful friend, Talia A. Caldwell. She was incredible. I'm so thankful. Her passion, right, guys? Passion just filled up the room. And that's exactly the types of energies and people that I want to constantly be affecting you and connecting with you all during this weird pandemic quarantine slash warranting time that we're all having. Well, next time, maybe we're talking about what we need to be in this post 
the pandemic. A lot more coming up and a lot more great guests. Thanks so much, guys. I love you all. We will talk later. Bye.